0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. I personally don't really love playing unders when it comes to player props because here's the thing the matchup can be terrible. And the player can have absolutely terrible results in their past few games. But they break off one big run or one big catch, and you can say goodbye to your under. So, PJ, do you ever bet unders when it comes to props?
0: I do, especially in the playoff games when uh, when everybody really starts betting, is looking just to waste their money, and they're running out of football games and, you know, Everybody just wants to bet the over because that's what you run a route for. You don't want to root for any unders, right? So I think unders come playoff time, especially in the Super Bowl, is the way to go. But for the regular season, uh, definitely don't bet as many unders, tend to go more overs. Although, with that being said, I do have some unders I like this week. Um, But yeah, to answer your question, playoff times, more so lean the unders. But in the regular season, I definitely think there are some value on some overs.
1: Yeah, uh, I think for me, it's just a matter of, like I said, I don't want my under to be obliterated in the first half. And me look like an absolute idiot because I have done that before. (laughs) Uh, But let's get into some players who we think are going to have some big games. Uh, So before we get going, I feel like there's one stat that I need to mention that I think may be applicable, applicable, however you say that word, uh, going into this week. And it jumped off the page to me. Kirk Cousins at Ford Field, 13 touchdowns zero interceptions is that shocking to you that he has such good numbers against the lions because i will say like the lions have been pretty bad uh but do you think it's because it's indoors what do you think this is why do you think kirk cousins has been so good against the lions
0: i I think honestly it's just because all those games are probably played at 1 p.m right i mean you know vikings lions game on prime time there are no monday night sunday night four o'clock games so we know kirk is the king of the one o'clock games and all those Vikings Lions game, I, I would bet have all been at one o'clock. So that's the only thing that makes sense to me. But those are uh those are some great numbers. Thirteen touchdowns, no picks. Wow.
1: Yeah, I think it's going to be a big game for props in that Vikings and Lions matchup. I think that's what I'm targeting mm-hmm. uh, initially just because you're looking at a high total game. Both often or both defenses are pretty terrible and both offenses have had some monster games. So, first off for me, going to look at Amon-Ra St. Brown going over his receiving prop of 82 and a half. A really high number, but if anybody can get this, it's Amon-Ra St. Brown and each and every week I think it is worth a fade of the viking secondary one of the worst secondaries in the nfl uh and this is a guy that is a cheat code when it comes to one-on-one matchups so i think uh there's a lot of good looks in that matchup uh, if you do think kirk cousins continues that run of not throwing an interception at Ford field you can take the under a half interception at minus 125 over at bet mgm but i think that's a game that i'm targeting targeting and also the jags titans game But none of the props are up yet, so that one will be left on the table. PJ, what's a game that you're looking at uh, for some good player props?
0: Well, I have a couple different ones that I like. The first one is uh, Joe Burrow to throw an interception. That's minus 120. Talked about his struggles against the Browns in his career Four career meetings, he's thrown a pick in at least three of them. I think he could be trying to force the issue a little bit because he hasn't beaten the Browns. Maybe he gets out of his, out of his comfort zone a little uh, a little bit. For whatever reason, you know, every, every great quarterback has teams that they just struggle against. And for Burrow, that's the Browns. So I think the fact that it's minus 120, you have to lay some juice for him to throw a pick, tells you that he's probably going to have to throw one. And we're both... Big on the Browns this week, plus five and a half. We like them quite a bit. I think for the Browns to stay in that game, they're going to need the Bengals to have some turnovers. So for the Bengals to have some turnovers, I think that correlates to just burrow interceptions. I like him to throw a pick minus 120. That's one I like quite a bit. And then the other one I had my eye on, Chelsea, was an under. And that's Jalen Hurts under rushing yards, 47 and a half. Jalen's played in three divisional games this season. He's rushed for 30 yards or less in all three of them, 20, 27, and 28. And this number is 47 and a half. So I like that. I also like the fact that the Giants defensive coordinator is Wink Martindale. He used to be the defensive coordinator for the Ravens. So he got to see Lamar Jackson in practice every day for three years. You don't think he knows how to stop running quarterbacks or knows what running quarterbacks look like. So, The fact that Jalen doesn't run on NFC East teams, and the fact that Wink Martindale has so much familiarity with running quarterbacks, I like Jalen's under forty-seven and a half rushing yards quite a quite a bit.
1: Ooh, uh, I remember Wink Martindale uh, for the Ravens. Didn't he have that beef with Joe Burrow?
0: He he might have he might have Wink's got some junkyard dog in him you know he's a he's a nasty guy so I'm sure he did have some beef with him. but uh, he's a really good defensive coordinator he loves bringing the blitz so he is not going to let Jalen Hurts beat him with his legs he is going to force Hurts to throw the ball uh, 47 and a half is a big number so I I like that under
1: all right next up for me I'm going to go with Christian McCaffrey over his receiving prop of uh i just lost it It was in the 40s uh, i think it's christian mccaffrey's day to have a big day catching the ball because looking at the quarterback situation it's brock purdy who's going for the niners and if you have a young quarterback going i feel like it's probably gonna be a lot of checkdowns. and why would you not check down when you have a running back who can catch balls like christian mccaffrey coming off a game in which he had eight catches for 80 yards and five of his receptions resulting in a first down or a touchdown So I think Brock Purdy is going to lean on him a lot. He had 10 targets last time out. I think that continues. And especially if you get any kind of decent number on Christian McCaffrey, we talk about guys who can exceed this number in just a few catches. I think uh, Christian McCaffrey is certainly one of those guys, one of the best in the NFL at yards after the catch. It's guys like Austin Eckler, I believe is one. And I think Christian McCaffrey is either two or three. So if anybody can take a a short pass and do something with it, it's always Christian McCaffrey. So that number 39 and a half juice to the over at minus 115. I'll do that. Christian McCaffrey over his receiving yards, uh, 39 and a half.
0: I love that. You know Shanahan's going to get creative this week. He's going to feature him in a lot of screens, swing passes. He's going to make it easy on his young quarterback, Brock Purdy. So this is why they brought McCaffrey over to add another dimension in the passing game. And uh, the fact that you got Purdy out there, Tampa Bay obviously is so good at stopping the run. They're going to kind of use McCaffrey in the pass game. I think over 39 and a half is a great look there. I also have a prop in this game that I like. I like Tom Brady's under 35 and a half yards longest completion. We talked about the fact that the Bucks offense is not good. They're going against the best pass rush, maybe in football, San Francisco and Dallas are probably the top two going to have to get the ball out of his hands quick. So maybe a Tampa receiver, you know, catches like a 10 yard slant and takes it 50 yards. And that's how I get beat. But I really think San Francisco Brady's going to want to get the ball out of his hands quick He's going to want to have methodical drives to keep the Niners offense off the field. And uh, I I just, I can't see him throwing a ball in the air, you know, 40 yards down the field. If I get beat on a slant or a screen, so be it. But I think under 35 and a half yards, longest completion for a minus minus one twenty, I like that. Look, he's going to have to get the ball out of his hands quick this weekend.
1: Man, I looked at this play last week against the Saints, and I'm kicking myself because I should have taken it because he's gone under this number in four straight games. And surprisingly, Ooh. or maybe not surprisingly, since Tom Brady's old, it's not been a Bucks offense. It's been really explosive, which is exactly. kind of crazy because you feel like they have good receivers like Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who are certainly guys who can break away. But it just hasn't translated into numbers. The Bucs have been one of the least explosive offenses in the NFL. A lot of it probably has to do with their offensive line and some of the injuries. Because if you don't have time to get the ball down the field, you're not going to have those deep passes to guys like uh, Scotty Miller, who I feel like has been kind of quiet this year. So I am with you on that. Uh, I think that's going to do it for uh, my player props, the one that I kind of have a question mark about is garrett wilson this is a guy who's been an absolute monster in the props world uh going over 92 yards in uh, four of his last five games but the matchup is not great against the bills if you don't know who garrett wilson is he plays for the jets and he's been amazing uh, especially with uh mike white as the quarterback but some of those matchups have been against teams that don't have good secondaries like the vikings who i have already picked on on the segment and the bears so what do we think about garrett wilson Do you look at the matchup and say, this is not a good matchup, stay far, far away? Or when you have a receiver that's posting those big of numbers and is that athletic that you say, well, he's a cheat code. It doesn't matter the matchup.
0: Yeah, the latter. I think you got to keep riding Garrett Wilson until he gives you reason not to. Mike White clearly loves him. He's having big performances. Teams by now know that he's the top target, and so far it hasn't mattered. And uh, we've seen some receivers have some big games against the Bills this season. The Jets know they're going to have to keep pace with the Bills. If they're going to want to stay in this game, they're going to have to score points. So I like the Garrett Wilson overs. I think you got to keep taking them until, until he gives you a reason not to. Because like you said, recently, he's been one of the best, most productive receivers in the NFL
1: right and his number set at 61 and a half, just to the over at minus 115 so i feel like it's still a low number for a guy that is a clear number one receiver and uh for the jets all right let's go to anytime touchdowns here on the daily tip presented by betmgm i'm chelsea messenger he is pj glasser filling in for michael jenkins who do we think gets into the end zone pj who do you like for an anytime touchdown
0: Chelsea, so we're going with the CDTD this week. CD Lamb of the Cowboys. So that's what I like. Minus 110. So I was looking at his game log through the season and listen to this. CD Lamb throughout the season has scored in back-to-back weeks or back-to-back games, I should say. He scored in week three and then he scored in week four. He scored in week eight. And then they had a bye week in week nine. He scored in his next game in week 10. He scored last week against the Colts. So if history is telling us anything, if it's worth repeating, that means he's due to score again this week. You know Dallas is going to score against Houston. That's that's a given. The question is, how many, how much do they score and who scores the touchdowns for them? I think Lamb's got a really good shot of getting in the end zone this week. So give me CeeDee Lamb, minus 110 anytime touchdown.
1: Ooh, I do like that. Uh, for me, I think I'm staying away from anytime touchdowns this week. I feel like there is a good spot for maybe Derrick Henry, two touchdowns, but I'm not seeing that market just yet. If we know one thing, Derrick Henry absolutely feasts against the Jacksonville Jaguars. All of those highlights that you see of him doing stiff arms, it's against the Jags, but we don't have a, res- yeah. or we don't have a rushing prop posted for him either. Maybe two touchdowns, kind of like that.